Rooted, and we are in Marriage Month and excited to be continuing to talk about marriage. Um, and if you're like, man, I missed out on the last couple of ec- episodes, Go scroll back, back, check them out. Scroll back, listen to them, watch them. Don't forget, we are on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Facebook, so there's a variety of options. This is week three yeah. of Marriage Month. Happy anniversary, by the way. <laughs> Just celebrated our 17th anniversary. Wow. Yes. Yeah, uh, I'm loving this month because I think what it does is it equips people um, to live marriage as God intended it. Yeah, and marriage is a big deal. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> to I, say the least. <laughs> I really like even just in reflection on 17 years, um, seeing you know just life play out for like friends, acquaintances, people that I've known, who you marry. Uh, really matters. It has the power to make or break your future. Um, It's just really important. And so I don't think we can talk about uh, marriage enough. Um, And if you sit there and go, oh my goodness, I married the wrong person. No, you didn't. (laughs) No, you didn't. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. You didn't marry the wrong person. Um, This is an opportunity for you to become who God's called you to be, Mm -hmm. to pray for your spouse to become the person um, that God's created them to be, but mm-hmm. you didn't marry the wrong person. I would say if you find yourself thinking that, it's time to get in um, in yes, God's word yes. and find out what he wants to teach you. Wow. So. It's, it, it it leads to personal transformation. Yeah, if you're I always think, pointing the finger like, oh. That's never. There's four pointing back at me. You know what gonna, I'm saying? It's not going to end well. Yeah, it, well, and it's, it's, it's about God yeah. refining us. So whatever situation we find ourselves in, yeah. it's an opportunity for God to refine us. So so week one, we talked a little bit about our story, yeah. kind of set the foundation. Yes. Last week, we talked about patterns that we set, patterns mm-hmm. that really kind of form the foundation of marriage, just healthy patterns. Real practical. Real, real nuts and Podcast. bolts practical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's this week? All right. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, this week, we're talking about outside influences. Um, and they can be really positive. Yes. Not when I say outside influences, it's you might think negative. No, no. you're going to realize <laughs> as we talk about um, outside influences, they can be a negative thing, mm-hmm. but it it's it's really like they're very positive things too. Yes. Uh, but how do you manage that in a marriage that is between two people, a husband and a wife? And there's other influences that seek to maybe direct your marriage, mm-hmm. um, make decisions for your marriage. Um, how do you deal with that? So. And I think before we kind of go into these, I, I think one thing we need to wrestle, just like you said earlier about marriage is about personal transformation. I think as we go into this, to resist the urge to blame the influence we're about ready to name and make sure to be a leader. Make sure to manage okay, what yes. we're about ready to talk about. Well, you'll, you'll know as yeah. we, we go through. And it's not just that. It's I, I I think that's right. Like manage it, but think correctly about it. That's, so let's, no, can that's we talk good. about number one? Let's do number so one. So that we, it, it yeah. makes sense. It makes sense, yes. Because we, we're kind of talking in theory. Yes. But number one, um, an outside influence is work. Your work. job, your career, your work. Um, <laughs> work is not bad. Work is good work is found in the Bible. And that's what I, that's yes. what I was trying to say, even as we were setting this mm-hmm. up, that we have to think properly about our jobs. We have to think properly about our careers, yep. about work. 
in order to understand how to manage that outside influence on your marriage. And can I say, work is not a result of the fall in Genesis chapter That's what three. I'm saying. We have to think properly about it. Know work, what the Bible says. Work yes. was instituted before humanity fell into sin. So work is God-ordained. It's God-given. I would say work is a blessing. So yes. what we're coming from in this podcast, it is an outside influence, but work is a blessing. There's so many blessings that we could talk about that come from work. Um, so the answer is know. not go quit your job and then just focus on your marriage. <laughs> That's not the answer. Right, right. The, the answer is to think properly about work, which means not just think properly, like line your view of work up with scripture. <laughs> like let oh, scripture my. inform how Absolutely. you view work. And work is not evil. Work is good. How do you manage this work marriage work-life balance. Hmm. Uh, we could probably do multiple podcasts, hours on hours, because I think this is such a need oh my. I, or, or, or such right an issue. Yeah. Because what I hear, what you, you, it's like you get two extremes. Mm-hmm. You get people who like literally throw themselves into their work, their career, and, and forsake their marriage. Yeah. And then they pay the price later on, if not right away. And then there are those who literally like hate work they don't view work properly. They they don't see work as sacred. They see work as maybe just something to clock in and clock out or like... Just wait till the weekend and then... Or like avoid. Or, or avoid it during the week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm going to go to work, shut the door, eat chips and salsa and pretend like I'm working all day. That's a sin. So... Um, what do you really feel about No, this? like we had work you're exactly you're right stealing from your employer you know yes. all these kind of things so how do we view this yes and work and marriage can work like can absolutely can be effective. absolutely and so how do we manage this outside influence that's a blessing from the lord it's not bad how do we manage this and i think having work in its proper place is yes. a way we manage yes. it um we you know i i don't think we live to work like that's not our ultimate goal in life is to be at our job um you know uh but god has given you your job to be effective to further the kingdom like no matter what work it is right it's kind of like people would probably maybe be listening and say well yeah of course your job is to further the kingdom your pastors at the (laughs) but everything we do has the potential to be god ordained sacred work yes no matter what, because that's God created us to do that. So how do we manage? How do we manage this? I would submit to you that it will never be like this balance. Oh my, that is a fallacy. It's yes. like a think of a like a teeter totter. You know, like it skills. will never just be like exactly. Equal. There are going to be seasons, and I'm speaking from. I mean, we've been in full time ministry for close to 20 years. In the yeah. sense of we were even doing this as single people and then together for 17 um like it will never just be equal like they're they're never like okay we work the exact same number hours a week we do this the exact same like there is ebb and flow there there are are weeks where you get to the end of the week and it's like wow i would (laughs) i'm i'm spent i'm exhausted it's um, and and maybe and maybe our our marriage and work wasn't exactly balanced that week. Right. 
but good thing it's not based on like, okay, well, that's how that week went. Because like in your job, unexpected things happen. You can't plan when somebody is going to pass away and there's a funeral and and all the things that go along with so that. I can't so I can't answer the phone and say, I'm sorry, can't do that. I'm spending- We had a date night planned. <laughs> We have a date night tomorrow no, night. No, no. I mean, there, there are things that happen. And, and it's it's the same as if, you know, you were a teacher at a school or, or things. Yeah. I mean, oh, this week we have parent-teacher conferences at night. Oh, okay. You know, like, I mean, there is some... It, it's it's viewing it in its right rightful place and never um, where one person or one entity is always getting the... The shaft on it. Or I think that's the issue. Making sure to avoid workaholism. That's not honoring God. Yeah. Making an or idol laziness of work or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but also laziness, cheating your work. And if you're cheating your work, I I, can't, I don't think you're you're adding value to your family. Right. You're, it's deceptive. So I just think I think this is it's a it's a fallacy that you're going to have equal balance. I just think you have to put it in its proper place. And um, honor your workplace, honor your marriage, and it's it's going to be imperfect. It's it's going to be imperfect. Is this podcast helping? <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I'm, I'm teasing because it's it's not like it's not a, a formula, right? But it's also it's I think it's more about thinking correctly about it according to scripture, and then all the things we do lining up with that. Absolutely. So there's been seasons I would think about um, when we first had a child. We had to talk about this work-life balance Mm -hmm. because I was like, um, okay, on like a Wednesday when you were a youth pastor, we first had our child, like you would leave in the morning and and then not come home until, I don't know, nine nine or so at Mm -hmm. night. And I remember talking to you and saying, I don't think this is going to work with a child. Like, yeah. I think we're going to have to alter some things. Like right. Maybe you're going to have to come home before church and, and, and we'll do a little bit. So that's going to impact other days, but we could eat dinner together before we go back to church. I mean, that's not how we had used to operate. Well, because seasons of life change. Right. And so you can't, you can't set it and forget it. Right. So we yeah. had to talk about it, adjust some things according to seasons of life. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think it's thinking properly communicating with one another, understanding that work has the potential to to drag you away from things uh, that are maybe, uh, you know, at home at night. Mm-hmm. That's not always bad. If it's always happening, then you may need to adjust. Right. Communication. Yeah. Absolutely. Outside influence. Okay. So the second outside influence, and these are definitely not bad. <laughs> As you'll see, definitely with the next Definitely not bad. I mean, work's not bad. Right. Um, but children. And children are not bad. Children are a gift to the Lord. They are a blessing. Uh, But it was way easier to be married and to focus on our marriage when we had zero children. As of now, we have three children. Sometimes we we ask each other, what do do we do? (laughs) Seriously, like, I can't remember. I forget. Because we were five years married without children. (laughs) Right, right. And we're like, I I don't know. Like, was every day a date day? Like... (laughs) I, I can't remember. Um, I don't know. We might have been too into work. And that, I'm just teasing. I, was, I know. I'm just, well, there were times no, to I be, you know. No. Yeah. But anyways. Um, well, we, that's a whole other Yeah, That is a whole other No, um, but kids. Children. Uh, I think it's a point. We, we hit this in a podcast a long time ago about child-centered homes. 
I think uh, part of it is ensuring that your home is not focused, is not child-centered. Everything in the home is not surrounding the kids where we are pushed this way and that way by the agenda of our children. And where um, our marriage just takes a complete back burner. And then when they go off to college, we're like, who are you? At, yeah, absolutely. You know, we haven't even spoken in 10 years, really. You know, absolutely. I mean, so if we're going to be healthy parents, we have to have healthy marriage. We can't be healthy parents if we don't have a healthy marriage. We can't have a healthy marriage if we're not um, making sure that we're... Managing that managing. outside influence. Of, there is... And, Okay, I want to... Go for it. This is a a theology that the marriage is between two people, (laughs) husband and wife. Nobody else is in that marriage. This is a a covenant bond. This is, uh, it's, it's real. It's, Mm -hmm. and our kids are a part of our nuclear family. Like, yes, they are very, very, very important. And when you hear us say like not child centered, I don't want you to say, well, not important. Of course they're important. Absolutely. Especially if you know us as people, you would say, (laughs) I mean, our kids are really important. Mm -hmm. I value them. I feel that I have a God-given mandate to raise them and to love them and to, to help them grow as spiritual, emotional human beings and all of this. Um, but they are not the center of us. That's not what holds us together. Um, they aren't what, right. Oh man, what pressure that would be for them. Oh, I don't want to put that on my kids. Like, what man, pressure? you're really what connects mom and I. No, up. no. That would be so much torture. <laughs> now, I also don't advocate going to them and saying, listen, kids, this is the family and I, you guys are out here. No, I listened you, to a podcast today and I want to let you know <laughs> you're not part of the nucle- nucleus. <laughs> no, of they this are. Family. That is like, oh my goodness. But, but they are not what holds us together. Absolutely. And we have to be like in the season of life that we're in with three kids who are pretty demanding yeah. on Absolutely. like homework and practices and watch me dance and sing. And, you know, I mean, like, I mean, it's pretty yes. intense season. Um, in that, like we... We have to make sure that we manage them yeah. so that we have a relationship. And, and they're all, some would say, well, they're all part of the family. We're all absolutely, but we're not all married. <laughs> and we have one marriage that we need to yes. tend to. And this goes back to what we talked about last time. And this is why we go to bed at the same time and our children go to bed at a certain time. And we have opportunity where we're connecting, where we're talking, because to be quite honest, in the middle of the day, you know, when our kids are, like you said, are demanding our attention, there's not all this time for you and I just to sit there and and, and have all this each other's con- eyes. conversation. Many of you our know. conversations do wait until the kids are in bed. Yeah. And we have about an hour, hour and a half that we're awake, that our kids are asleep, that is dedicated time yeah. for us. That's when we talk about things. That's when we chill. That's when we, you know hang out, drink coffee. We drink coffee late at night. I know. Sorry. It's just what we do. I'm, uh, I can sleep just <laughs> fine like it. But I will say this. It's not my, if I don't dedicate that time um, and I'm not connecting with Rochelle, um, you know, just as we're communicating, it's not my children's fault. So that's one thing I think is important to communicate. It's not uh, our three works girls' fault, fault children, yeah. and work's fault. It's my inability to prioritize. It's my inability to have healthy rhythms in, in our life where that, that's allowing that to happen. 
Mm-hmm. We cannot allow our our children in this case, you know, to to make sure that allow our children to to kind of impede on that time. Now, again, kids get sick, right? And all that stuff. We're not trying to be extreme here, but yes. I think well, it's so important. okay, I'm gonna uh, trigger warning. <laughs> so, like I said it, so now people can't get mad at me, right? Ab- okay. Because <laughs> no. if you say, hey, trigger warning, you- then it's like, oh, okay, she can say whatever she wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of joking. Uh, I, I am a very big proponent. Your kids need to be sleeping in their own beds. Yes. At a certain time they go to bed and at a certain time they wake up and they have their own beds and mom and dad sleep in the same room. Not with all the kids running around. Um, It's just really important. It's important for your child's development, um, but it's really important for your marriage. And and I'm I'm going to tell you, I don't think that if we would have chosen um, 12 years ago to have our child sleep with us, our life would be different now. 12 years later, Uh, I mean. They have it, it, always slept in their own rooms. Yeah. Now, at the uh, seriously, at the beginning, Madeline had a little, our oldest, um, sorry, had a little uh, bassinet in our room, and literally, uh, the others like immediately went to their own rooms. Like, yes. they didn't stay in our room at all. They were in their rooms. I had the monitors. I did all the things, and they were great sleepers. And we had our own time, even as newborns, we had our own time. And I, I just think we can get lost in child rearing and forget that we're married people and, and you do the research on it I'm, I'm serious do the reading look at the literature on it there are problems that exist between marriages when um there you know children are allowed to kind of invade that space so to speak yeah uh, of of sleeping and things like that and the 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 uh, difficulty about it is it's not always stated because I think moms and dads we want the best for our kids we don't yes. and, and after a while though and this is super controversial Jeff I, I mean, know we're jumping into you we are in deep water shark infested waters but so should I get out of it should I get out of this no we can do it I'm just <laughs> saying you can unsubscribe to our podcast <laughs> exactly. if you want but our kids all sleep through the night yes and we have a functional healthy marriage yes um, and and I believe they have they have their space and we have our space and that's really important things to teach kids. I want to make sure, I know this is all community, we're family, we're together, but there will be, there potentially, there will be no family if there's not a healthy marriage. And I think we have to, that's a principle that we believe in. Yes. There will be no healthy family, potentially no family if there's not a healthy marriage. Yes. We need to tend to And that. so that actually requires putting up some boundaries and things yeah. like that. So. Trigger warning over. There we uh, go. You can tune back in. That's okay. You know, um, I'm used to people not agreeing with me. <laughs> so there we go. So you got work as an outside influence, children. This and, next one's really easy. Oh, this one might be a trigger warning too. Maybe we maybe. should. Maybe I should say that. I don't know. In laws. In laws. And really, that's all we have to say. <laughs> no big deal. Just. Um, See you next time. In-laws. No, once, once again, fill in the blank. No, once again, in-laws are great. They're a gift from the Lord. And um, I, I think it's important here, though, to not let the outside influences and the agendas of, influence, uh, uh, of in-laws dictate the direction of the marriage. And here's what I'm talking about. In-laws are not just like mother-in-law, father-in-law. I mean, you've got like sister-in-laws, Absolutely. brothers-in-laws, aunts-in-laws. I mean, 
We're talking that talking extended about- family. I mean, maybe it's even your own actual brother or sister or your own mom or yeah. dad. You know, I mean, so we're talking about the extended family. How do we make that? How do we, how do we make that work? How do we make that jump? And I think the trick here is, I, I'll just speak for myself. Um, my, you know, I never want to come across as dishonoring, you know, and so um, I, I want to honor. I always want to place honor, but there are times where I need to place boundaries for the sake of the marriage. And so I think one way we, one area where this comes across very plainly is in how we celebrate, for example, how we celebrate holidays. What will we do? Will we allow uh, the, the in-laws to set the agenda? Will, will we lead in that? How are we going to do that? Yeah, so a couple of things that I can I can think of that really come to mind is for us we're pastors. So, yeah. uh there are some differences in holidays like when everybody else is off, we are we're um, not. Yeah. Um so like for example, Christmas Eve. Most people now, I mean again, I'm when I say most people, of course it all depends on your profession. If you're a doctor, you might have to work on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So, but as a general rule of thumb, things closed down on like Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve. That's a big ramping up for us. And so we were trying to manage all of that in the beginning, like, okay, we'll do Christmas Eve and then we'll get up and and travel or we'll do X, Y, and Z. And so we just made the decision that um, anybody is welcome to come see us on Christmas Eve. Anybody is welcome in our home. Anybody's welcome on Christmas. But we were really going to set up some traditions for our own family. And so Christmas Eve, we always have a Christmas Eve service. We will always be with that. We'll be ministering to our church family, our community that comes. Um, And then on Christmas morning, our kids are going to wake up in their own home. That was going to be important to us. I wanted. Yes. And I think you did, too. We we both did. But I just really (laughs) wanted our kids to have those memories. We're, there, we're not always rushing and running and traveling. We want to wake up on Christmas morning uh, as leaders. Celebrate <laughs> Jesus. Celebrate I mean, Jesus. Like, that's what we're right. doing and have a good family time. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. Does that make people bat- mad? Maybe. But does it? Is it honoring to what I feel like our job is, um, who God is, the the goals that we have as a family, yes. And so I just have to go with that and know that that's true. Um, yeah. I think about early on, this is actually before we got married. My mom, um, I, I don't remember like if she took me aside or <laughs> I, I don't, that part's vague. Uh, but I remember her saying, hey, um, when Jeff throws his laundry on the floor and which is funny because you like don't. If anybody would, it would be me. But oh. anyways, it was a figure of speech, an idiom. <laughs> um, my daughter's learning about this. Uh, if if when he leaves his his dirty laundry on the floor or things like that, don't tell me about it. And I was like, okay, you know. And she's like, because you guys will move on from stuff, but maybe I would be like harboring up. It not really about. Not laundry. about laundry. It's not about laundry. It's about and if, if you if there is an issue, right? Don't come to me with everything. You need to deal with it in your own right. marriage. Like they don't just complain about it. And I think I, I was like actually I was like okay, but I really appreciate that advice on this end because the reality is is that um, what she was trying to say is like I might try to side <laughs> with you because you're my daughter or something, and. And then the reality is, is my parents like you better than me anyways now. <laughs> I, I would 
I think they like us both equally the same. If you're watching or listening, just just to let you know. No, I, well, I, I'm I kind think, of joking, but it's like setting up those absolutely. boundaries. There's like, okay, now you have your own family, like that, and I think that's hard. I'm thinking about it on the side of being a mom now. Yeah, I think that's going to be hard, but I think it's good. I want them to set up their own well, family. What she and was traditions. saying, and we need to really think through this, is avoid setting up these emotional triangles that pit people against each other. And what I mean by that is, if you're having a problem with me or yes. I, you, I'm not going to call uh, my parents or your parents or whatever and say, you know, hey, you know, Vicky or Dave, Rochelle's really frustrating me. You know, well, that that's not that's not healthy. That that would be dishonoring yes. toward you if I did that. Yes. But what that's doing is that's that's pulling someone else in into a relationship. I I shouldn't do that, and it's pitting someone else, um, and it's it's just not a good thing to do because that's right. You're you're bringing someone else into a discussion they shouldn't even be in. Yeah, yeah. And that that's very dangerous. And you know sometimes you know people it's just literally <laughs> unknowingly they don't know Ab- that they're even trying right. to be an outside influence no, and absolutely and, and and through you know communication and things like that you can say hey you know we just need a little space or you know that I mean but sometimes people are literally they have maybe malicious intent to you know rock the boat or yep. I don't want to lose my influence or power and stuff in. And one of the things that we've done, and we've heard this from actually Jimmy Evans, who does uh, Marriage Today or something like that, um, talks about if there's a problem within my family of origin, I talk to, Hmm. you know, family members that are maybe that we're having some conflict with. Right. Um, if there's something in your family of origin, you go and talk to them. Um, there, there tends to be an escalation if the other like person is dealing with it. And I, and I think, you know, you have like long history of dealing together, you know, if you've been in a family. So I think that's some good advice that wasn't original to us, but, um, we've, we've tried to employ. So. No, that's huge. And you keep saying something over and over that I think is important. You know, there needs to be consistent communication, open door where there's, there's ability to disagree. There's ability to say, Hey, what about this idea? Um, just a, a consistent communication between husband and wife, consistent communication between outside influences, work, children, in-laws, mm-hmm. um, Communication is good. Um, there, there needs to be that ability to communicate and to talk. Yeah, and so. in in the end, uh, things aren't always going to turn out rosy with these things. Yeah. Sometimes people get disappointed. Sometimes people get hurt. Um, sometimes people will act out on that hurt. Yeah. Um, with these kind of situations, uh, this is not a guarantee that okay. If you manage this outside influence, then it'll all be perfect and everybody will want to celebrate on this day and everybody will be happy. Uh, I think it comes back to having a relationship with the Lord and say, okay, God, uh, I want to honor you in my dealings with various family members. Um, I want to honor the goals that I have with my spouse Mm -hmm. for holidays and things like that and and as long as I'm doing that even if I disappoint people I just have to live with that I think being unafraid of disappointing people is a key thing because it's going to happen <laughs> it, like it will I don't know how happen. to even really say it. you're 
there's gonna I mean I don't know this is just a constant thing that I hear from people who are talking when they're getting married Mm -hmm. or maybe they've been married for several years there they they say things like I I mean literally I've heard this so many times I don't want to go to 12 different places on Thanksgiving but I can't let down aunt auntie whatever and in the end they run Mm. themselves ragged and and then they aren't making traditions with their own children and they feel guilty about that. And it's like this pattern that they can't get off. Yeah. And I want to tell you, what does God want you to do? Yes. What do you and your spouse want for holidays and traditions? And even if that disappoints other people, you have to do those things. You have to say, okay, I'm going to honor God and I'm going to honor my spouse and I'm going to honor other people, but I can't, maybe do all the things they want me to do. Yeah. I think that's such good I think I think good wisdom in that. Not easy. Not not easy. Marriage, I'm going to go back to this marriage is is really it's not a science or formula. It's not if you do this this will now now if you obey Christ, okay, that's <laughs> yeah. a it's a pretty good formula. Um but it's yeah, it's not easy. But God has called us to honor each other. God's called us to love each other and to lead. And part of leading is leading in these outside influences, not allowing these outside influences to yes. negatively impact the marriage, I think is the bottom line. Yeah. So, so I think it comes back to what we originally started with in the in the front end is that marriage, is, it, it, it requires two people and it's a constant relationship. Yes. It's not a formula of X, Y, Z and do this. Uh, three steps to your best life now. <laughs> like, tell Jesus that, right? Oh, my. He, I mean, he did everything perfect and, and still found himself suffering. So yeah. if we think we're not going to suffer, I, I don't know. Do we think we're better than than Jesus? And, I mean, we're, we're obedience even is a byproduct of obedience can be suffering. Can be. And the enemy wants to destroy your marriage. I want to say that. The enemy, and he's going to use, he's going to try to use these outside influences to destroy he wants to like work steal, is bad and your kids kill, just want to yeah you know and destroy yeah. do not let them do that yeah and that's where a united front being yes. one talking about things i mean we've had discussions over these things absolutely how are we gonna i mean every one of these outside influences mm-hmm. we've had discussions and i'm not saying we like we'll be immune to them in, in the future of discussions but we've set we've set a course we and and we believe in that. Mm-hmm. And so we, we continue to do that. So, so, wow. Hope this has been helpful. <laughs> Hope this has been encouraging. And I just want to reiterate, um, for those of you that are married, you can do this. For those of you that are still praying for the spouse that God has for you, I'm telling you what, this is so important. Um, and continue to, to put to put Christ first. Marriage is such a blessing. Yeah. For 17 years. Wow. Just been reflecting what God's done. So yes. powerful. So can't wait to see you next time right here on the Deep Rooted Podcast as we continue in Marriage Month. We'll see you then.